listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemby here with Sean Mitchell, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here, recording on Thursday evening, previewing Friday's 11-game main slate. Uh, Sean, I think you're on the playbook for this Friday slate, aren't you? Absolutely, yep. First first one this week. First playbook this week. It's been an interesting slate of games this week. We had the Martin Luther King Day Monday, where it was you know a three-game early, a four-game meeting. Then we had a short uh tuesday wednesday was a decent one then we had another short one on thursday so uh as we get into the weekend we're really starting to bear down with some of these larger slates and this was to be a 13 game or cut down to 11 uh two games were postponed due to covid issues memphis portland and then washington milwaukee uh the wizards haven't played a game in over a week at this point Uh, i think they've missed six straight games due to covid uh concerns and then memphis and uh, portland just had their uh, most recent game uh, banged out, and now this one as well. Um, due to the COVID issues and everything else that's going on around, we don't even have really a lot of game totals. Uh, some of them that have come out, we have Brooklyn-Cleveland looking to run their double overtime thriller uh, back. Cleveland, nine-and-a-half-point dogs again in this one, 227 total. Uh, Colin Sexton actually dominated in that overtime period at 45 actual. To beat the uh, returning Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant uh, trio there, uh, we have Dallas, San Antonio, 223 with a two-and-a-half point spread. Oklahoma City against uh, Los Angeles Clippers, uh, 220 with a 13-point spread there. Denver and Phoenix, 219 with a one-and-a-half point spread. And the Knicks in Sacramento Kings, 218 with a four-point spread. Uh, we're going to have the Knicks on a back-to-back for this slate. Let's see. Is anybody else here on a back-to-back? Um, don't think so. Right, just the Knicks. Looks like just the Knicks are going to yeah. be on a back-to-back. So um, big slate, a lot of big names that are on this slate as well. So why don't we just jump into it? Uh, per usual, we go position by position. I'm going to take a look uh, at FanDuel for sort of the standard positioning, but I'm sure DraftKings will be chock full of surprises, Sean, uh, oh, as we found out uh, during Wednesday's slate, uh, seeing such players as Aaron Gordon as a point guard and Kevin Porter as the third highest-priced player on the board. Um, so I'm excited to get this first look uh, at this 11-gamer. Um, how are you feeling about things before we hit it off? Well, I mean, there's a lot of good games. You know, you've got Chicago and Charlotte. That's a pretty good one. Houston-Detroit should be a decent one. You know, not a lot of defense, high-paced. Uh, Atlanta-Minnesota's got a lot of uh, potential. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a really good slate. You know, I'm pretty pretty excited, again, to be on the playbook Um some decent totals already. You know, we got three of the five that I can see that are all over 220 so far with Brooklyn, Cleveland, Dallas, San Antonio, and Oklahoma City and the Clippers. So these are really interesting. Kind of like you said about the positionals, like Fandle's been doing some weird stuff lately too. Like they'll switch a player, and then a day later, they'll switch them back to where they had them before. And you're like, wait, 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 you just fixed it, and then you put them right back to where it was, where they don't play, uh, you know, quickly today. Went from point guard to shooting guard out of nowhere. Like, what? Why? He's right. been point guard the whole season. Anyway, uh, pretty pumped about it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of games, a lot of players, a lot of studs. Uh, it's going to be a fun pod. It is going to be a good one. Let's jump it in. Uh, at the top, obviously, we got Luka Doncic here, 11K against San Antonio. Um, I generally like playing point guards against San Antonio. I know Dejounte Murray is there, and uh, maybe a little bit better than what you know as a as a defender than they've had in years past, but. Um, Luca always just sort of a guy that's in play, his fancy point per minute. 
um, playing with Porzingis this year is pretty insane. Um, I know the last couple of games we haven't had those 70 fantasy point efforts, but still got a triple-double out of him against the Pacers uh, the other night. Uh, and then Trey Young's at $9,900 against Minnesota. This should be a great matchup for him. Two straight strong games now, three straight double-doubles out of Trey Young. Still not shooting great, um, but the fantasy production at least is finally starting to tick up. Yeah, I was just actually the funny thing is, is right when we hopped on, I was looking at Trey Young and yeah, he's finally starting to come back around. Hopefully he's he's healthy. I mean, it seems like he's healthy, you know, 38, 32 and 44 minutes over his last three games, 46, 52 and 64 fantasy points. Those are the kind of games that we were, were hoping to see early on um, with Trey Young that we really weren't getting. And then, you know, he had that spell there where he was injured, had his wrist, you know, had wrist injuries uh, or, you know, had wrist issues. Right. Um, had a couple other ish, other issues, but yeah, man, his points have been great. He's you know scored twenty six or more in three of his last five. Um, his assist numbers are back up there, double digits in his last three straight, uh, five steals over his last two games. So he's looking really good lately, and he has an absolutely great matchup here in a really fast paced you know game with Minnesota. Right, and and that's what I'm loving mostly here is this matchup against Minnesota. It's a, you know, they've been a fun team to sort of stack up against uh, this season. And if Atlanta finds themselves like, once again, you know, without a Cam Reddish, without a DeAndre Hunter, right. uh, you know, it's just going to mean more shots go uh, Troy Young's way. Um, below them, you know, we have Kyrie Irving. You know, when I was on the Fantasy Alarm Show on, on Wednesday, uh, they asked me what my expectations were for this game, and granted, it went double overtime. So, you know, obviously some of these stats are certainly inflated. Uh, but to me, I kind of laid it out where I think Durant and Irving are going to be sort of the primary scorers. And you'll see Harden definitely be more of the ball distributor. He'll still get his, but I kind of pegged him still for, the, you know, the, the triple-double, but maybe not oh. at 30-plus point scoring. Uh, you know, 48 minutes of play from Kyrie, scored 37. Um, you know, I don't know if we got a clear pitcher entirely because that game went in the two overtimes, but he's sitting there at 9,200. You got Malcolm Brogdon against Orlando. Uh, ben Simmons gets a run it back against Boston, not a guy that I've been a, a huge fan of uh, personally this year. Um, and then someone like De'Aaron Fox is going up against the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about De'Aaron Fox. You know, his price is still pretty dang cheap. He gets the on, Knicks. On FanDuel for sure. DraftKings is up to $8,800 now. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. And, and, I mean, yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. I mean, and we've talked about it. You know, he, he's been really good. He just put up 77 FanDuel points against New Orleans two games ago. Had 43 actual, played 39 minutes. I mean, nuts. Um, but nonetheless, you know, you know, Darren Fox has been good. I know he's averaged around like 47 or or so fantasy points in home games where he's played at least 30 minutes or more. Um, gets a good spot there against New New York. So really like that one. Um, and I agree with you on Ben Simmons. You know, he, he had a good one the other night. He's been playing well. Embiid has been playing on a, a totally different level as well and kind of taken away a little bit from him. But we know, again, he, he has triple-double you know, potential on any given night. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the two Charlotte guards here on FanDuel, both Lamelo and Terry Rozier, point guard only? They're also priced at seventy-two and $7,000. Uh, home against Chicago, you know, this is, a, I think, to me, a very stackable game. You know, we like going up against Chicago – Rosier starts, ball comes off the bench. Do you kind of lean one way or the other on them? Well, I mean, you know, LaMelo Ball has not exactly seen the same minutes that he was seeing uh, lately. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, and still in 26 minutes, he put up 44 fantasy points. 
I mean, he doesn't need, you know, just a ton of time. But, you know, when you have Terry Rozier over here who's playing 30-plus minutes a game, really, I mean, he's, you know, played over 34 minutes in his last five of six. Um, and he's went for 38 or more fantasy points in four of those six as well. And basically those were the games where he played 33-plus minutes um, or 35-plus minutes, I should say. Uh, Terry Rozier just seems like a more safer play. Um, maybe it's a big price more... discount on DraftKings, too. I just ch- checked it right now. Okay. Again, they're $200 different on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, Lamelo Ball is 78 and Terry Rozier is 67 an $1,100 okay. difference between the yeah, two. Yeah, I really, I really like Terry Rozier at that price on DraftKings. I mean, you know, he's just been, don't get me wrong, even in his bad games, you know, here lately, he's still putting up, you know, 26, 27 fantasy points. So, you know, it's not like he's got just like a, a real low, low floor. Um, and, again, it's just a great matchup here against Chicago. So, I, I, I like Terry Rozier right now. I mean, I know LaMelo Ball is likely probably going to be the GPP play because he's just – we've seen the upside. You know, he's put up the 40-plusers here lately. So, uh, but Terry Rozier, I, th- I like the price. Definitely like the price better on DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings price tags uh, is pretty wild to say the least here. Um Kemba Walker is going to get his minutes restriction increased 25 to 28. He played 22, 20 to 22 minutes in the previous uh, couple games there and looked really good. He said he has absolutely no knee pain uh, problems. He had 19 points and six assists against Philly the other night. Again, they're running it back against Philly in this matchup. There's still no Jason Tatum. Uh, Kemba at $6,300 on FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, Kemba Walker is priced out. Um, at $6,500, you know, with the minutes boost, do you give Kemba any consideration? I don't know. I don't love the price. Um, you know, I think it, and, and yeah, I mean, I guess I'm okay with it. Um, it's it would be better if he had no bench restriction, of course. But Right, yeah, of course. Is Tatum back yet? I no, he's not. He's still ruled out. Okay. See, you know, and that's what I was wondering. That's just what I was about to go look at, so I just went ahead and asked. But that does make me appeal a little bit more to him, obviously. Um, we've seen his usage be really high with without Tatum. So, yeah, if he gets 28 minutes, I mean, I think the price is fair. I don't love it still. But, yeah, I mean, we know that he can likely still probably shoot close to 20 times in 25 to 28 minutes, if not more. So, yeah, I, I think I'm okay with it. Uh, does anybody jump out to you here for value? Um, as we kind of run down on down the point guard list here? Well, um, now that I'm kind of looking at it, um, and I'm not – I know Trey Burke has been playing really well. Um, you know, he just fresh off a 31 fantasy pointer, put up 22 actual one or two. Yeah, Yeah, you know, he's going to continue to get good minutes. He's played, you know, 27 or more in his last five straight. Um, has put up 28 or more in his last, you know, two games, fantasy point-wise. So that's, you know, definitely somebody I'm looking at probably. Other than that, you know, once you kind of get down there towards the bottom, it, it gets pretty bleak, um, and you probably likely won't have to go down this far, you know, whenever you're um, building your lineups tomorrow because it's such a big slate. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, probably about, that's probably about it. What about you? Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat with you. Uh, I don't know necessarily if this is where we're going to get – our value on this slate, I'm sure something will open up. You know, I, I did take a flyer on uh, Monty Morris the other day, um, 26 fantasy points against the Thunder. Um, yeah. You know, but it's a big pace down spot for them against Phoenix. So you know, I don't necessarily know if, if I'm going to be really loving that one. Uh, you know, we, we know that uh, Sexton is back and Garland is even questionable now. So it probably takes out Damian Dotson. 
Um, maybe two guys that I could take a look at here. You know, TJ McConnell has been a very low volume scorer, but the three games since his return, the steals have been there, which helped them out on FanDuel. Um, he's $4,100, you know, last game, three points, three boards, six assists, two steals. The game before that, just two points, but three rebounds, six assists and two steals on his return game, four points, five rebounds, eight assists, three steals. You know, yes, Jeremy Lamb came back. He still, but McConnell still played uh, 20 minutes in that one. And then you've played Patty Mills a handful of times this year. Uh, and he's still playing over 20 minutes a night. Um, you know, there was blowout in yesterday's game. He also had, I think it was like one for seven from three, like one of his worst three-point shooting nights uh, yeah. of the season. And that's you know? the bad thing. Yeah, that's the bad thing about Patty Mills. Is if he's not hitting his three-point shot, he's probably not going to score anything. He's kind of like a you know a volume scorer as you, as you mentioned. He's got to hit the shots. He's got to you know he doesn't do just a whole lot else. Uh, and that's kind of why I've kind of veered away from him a little bit is because you know you you know you even though and before I say you know a couple of days ago he was up in the five K range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's kind of gotten back down to to earth a little bit. Um, but for that reason, like I said, he just doesn't do a whole lot more. But you got to catch him on like one of those good ceiling nights where. You know, he scores 30 actual, goes, you know, two or three two or three rebounds, five or six assists, grabs a couple steals, and then you're looking at, you know, 35, you know, 40 fantasy points. Yeah, he had a good run. Yeah. He had a good run of, like, 20-plus fantasy points there at the very beginning of January. Right. Um, you know, he, he's averaging a career-best 14 points a game this year. So, like, something's clicking with him. You know, 0 for 7 from 3 the other night is an anomaly for him. You know, he, but like to your point, you know, most of his shots do come from three shooting 42% on, on DraftKings. He's 5k. I'm probably balking, but I mean, like if I needed a spend down on FanDuel, you know, I could potentially give him a look uh, and hope that he, you know, he kind of comes through there uh, with the scoring. So yeah, not something we, we'll likely focus too much longer on, but you know, just trying to look for a big slit like this, trying to point out maybe some possible uh, value. I was going to uh, ask one more guy before we get, before yeah. What do you think about Daylon Wright? You know, I feel like every time I've played him, it hasn't been good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I was just looking, and you know, he's had a he's had a really good string. You know, he's put up twenty eight or more fantasy. He's filling the stat sheet up, which is nice. He's not scoring. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not giving you actual like scoring points, but he's doing everything. Everything else. He's even giving you blocks as a point guard. So. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe, in the, you know, it's against Houston, so it's definitely the right matchup for it, but I, I might rather just play Rose, I think. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, going to shooting guard, we mentioned, you know, James Harden did have a triple-double in that double overtime game, played 50 minutes in that game. So, I mean, like, Harden did not come off the floor. 10-7 over on FanDuel on DraftKings, Harden's priced out at 10-8. I still don't feel comfortable paying that much, knowing that it won. It took them two overtimes to get the 50 fantasy points, 60 right. fantasy points. So I'm still probably taking a wait and see on on these Nets trio here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there was lots of questions in the chat, per, particularly about that. You know, you can't expect three very high usage guys to score you 60 fantasy points a night whenever. They're all three on the floor for a lot or the majority of the time. Um, and then we, we said this, we even both said this in the chat, that James Harden would probably likely be the one that would start off slow, um, you know, likely wouldn't be coming out just, you know, 
firing away like he did in Houston for the first couple of games. Don't get me wrong. He'll probably start to pick it up here a little bit more. But you just can't expect him to put up those 70 and 80 pointers like you you know, you know were seeing from him in Houston where he was the only guy there. I mean, it's just probably not going to happen as long as Kyrie and Durant are still playing or both on the floor at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm, I kind of feel with you there. I just don't know. You know, I feel, you know, it was they all scored, but it took two overtimes to get there. So I'm gonna have to wait, I think, for me and see. Uh, Zach Levine is ninety three hundred dollars. This is sort of the I'm gonna rattle off the next sort of tier of guys here. Uh, we got Levine at ninety three. We have Paul George at eighty seven. Oladipo is priced all the way up to eighty five hundred dollars here now. Um, you know, it's basically the starting point guard for the Rockets. Uh, DeAndre Russell is at eighty four hundred dollars. Um, going up against Atlanta. Shai Gilgis Alexander is at 82 and DeMar DeRozan's at 8K. On FanDuel, that's your $8,000 and up tier. Um, you know, of that grouping there, do, you know, who kind of sticks out to you more? Do you have interest in paying up this high for shooting guard? You know, what, what do you, what's your take? Uh, you know, I really like Paul George here. Um, we're a little bit of a revenge spot here against OKC at home. Don't, like, love the game because, you know, OKC, we have to all admit that, you know, is he has not uh, – OKC has not exactly been that great, and, and the Clippers have been really good lately. They've been blowing teams out left and right. Uh, but, you know, Kawhi still has been playing well. Kawhi had a really big game last game. Paul George still had a double-double. Um, it's a good spot. It's a good spot for OKC – or for, for him here against OKC. But the one that really sticks out to me, and, you know, he's been playing really well. Carl Anthony Towns is still out. It's D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, he's had, you know, two of his last – Two of his last three games have been 41 or more fantasy points. Just had 57 against the same Atlanta squad. Uh, put up 31 actual, three rebounds, seven dimes, a board, and four steals. Um, you know, Atlanta's, they play fast, which we know within reason, like kind of like in football. If a team that continues to throw, you know, when they're behind, they're, they're liable to make mistakes. That's a big thing with Atlanta. They play fast, a lot more possessions, a lot more chances and opportunities for mistakes. Um, and that's exactly what happened. You know, that was even in Atlanta. So now you get D'Angelo Russell here at 8.4 in the same matchup against Trey Young, who we know is not a good defender without Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great spot for D'Angelo Russell. He's probably my favorite within this kind of 8K price range. Yeah, Russell was my favorite play of that slate a couple, uh, you know, back when they did go up against uh, Atlanta. had him uh, pretty much everywhere that night because I agreed with you for all the same reasons. There were – you know, not only were they downtowns like you mentioned, and, and no, no Rubio, you know, the Hernan Gomez, whatever you want to count, right, they were just so depleted with ball handlers and just other guys that were taking shots. Uh, just loved, loved that spot for him. So I'm 100% with you on there. I, I think Russell, for me, uh, is definitely a guy I'm looking at. And then, then no Christian Wood, no, and I understand that Cousins is a usage monster as well, but we haven't seen him play more than like 22 minutes, 23 minutes, even when he's gotten that run. Uh, Oladipo against Detroit could be just the only guy taking shots. So um, I'm him, him and, and for me, Russell on the two. Yeah, I mean, totally, I totally agree. I mean, he just put up 47 against Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we knew that, that Vic had, you know, if he got that kind of usage, which he was lacking in Indiana because he was surrounded by Sabonis, he was surrounded by Malcolm Brogdon, uh, TJ Warren last year, you know, it just now he's in that spot where he can play that hard, and, you know, with especially with John Wall out. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Don't mind it. I, I, I'm, those are my two favorites as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see them. I'm just pulling it up real quick because you mentioned usage. I'm 
super curious now exactly. He's put up 57 or you know, 51, 57 over his last two. He's played extremely well. And the minutes are there. You know, he's played 31 and 32. 22 and 32 actual. Put up five boards in both. You ready? You ready for it? You ready for his for his usage rate? I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess that it is around 33%. It's higher. It's 38.9% usage rate. Yeah, in the in the two games with the Rockets, 1.61 with Wood, right? Yeah, with Wood. This is when Oladipo is on the floor. When he's on the floor, he has a 38.9% usage rate, 1.61 fantasy points per minute there. So just uh, absolutely dominating effort uh, out of him. Now, there's a very small sample size uh, in which Christian Wood is off the floor. It's seven whole minutes, Sean, and <laughs> he has a 53% usage rate. So, uh, you know, look out, look out world. Look out world. Uh, 50% usage, Victor Oladipo coming at you hard. Uh, for this, uh, and, you know, it should be a good spot. You know, I mean, the Pistons aren't great, but they're, you know, but Houston's not really good either. So, you know, Detroit getting them on the road, you know, getting getting a traveling Houston team. Yeah, I, I really like that spot. So, good looks, good looks for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the tier below them again, still pretty solid. You know, Fred Van Vliet against Miami. You know, he's certainly had his days where he's gone off, other days where he's kind of gone cold and deferred to uh, some other guys, but. You know, Pascal Siakam questionable to play in this game. You know, someone like Siakam's not in, not not active. I think Van Fleet's going to just see a ton of extra shots go his way. True. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Or you can just you know pay the the, the three hundred less and get uh, half of sex land here with Colin right. Sexton. We just put we might a have a full. We might have full sex land. Garland's questionable, so. Uh, yeah, we might have the sex land back reunited. Who knows? But. You know, Sexton played really well that game. I know it was, you know, double. I'm, I'm glad you're finally coming around to him because I, it's been two years now that you and I have, have been talking about Colin Sexton. I always like them. We've been on that carousel for a minute, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, i got to give props where props are due. He's, you know, it's not and it's not like he's still doing just a ton, ton of extra stuff. I mean, yeah, the three rebounds have been good. But if you look at his prior games, you know, three rebounds, two rebounds, one, you know. But he has been given a couple dimes. He's been throwing in a couple blocks and steals lately. So he's starting to put it together. He's starting to become into, like, an actual player. And that's something that's really encouraging to see. Plus, for the DFS side of things, it's, it's definitely encouraging. Yeah, definitely. It certainly is. Um, Devontae Graham, $6,700. I'm not going to play that on FanDuel. But I think over on DraftKings, uh, he's at 62 against Chicago. I like that spot for him. Went for 40 fantasy points the other day against Toronto. We're getting close. He finally had a good shooting night, and he gave us a little bit of the peripherals. That 50-point game's coming, man. I'm telling you, it's coming. It, yeah, and I'm sure nobody's going to play him, too. I'll play him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play him in this matchup. That's for damn sure. Um, what, Nunn? what? said, what do you think about Kendrick Nunn? Yeah, oh, man. So Nunn is Nunn 62 on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, he's priced out at 54. I'm paying $5,400 all day for Kendrick Nunn. Oh, yeah. Assuming I mean, status quo stays the same. You know? yeah. I mean, Butler's out. You know, Tyler Hero was out last game. Yeah, I would need – Hero needs to be out again for sure. I think Butler's already out, right? So, like yeah, – I think Butler's out for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, if everything is staying the same, how on earth – and listen, they moved Kendrick Nunn. He was $4,000. So, they bumped him up to yeah. $5,400. But, like, that's too low, right? Oh. Like – you know, and given the last two games, knowing the situation that's going on where he's playing 35 minutes, you mm-hmm. needed to bump him up to like 63, 64 Easily. just to make it fair. 
You know, like everybody's playing Kendrick Nunn if Hero and Butler are out again at 5,400. And it's just sort of, again, like slanting the slate, giving a little, you know, everybody's going to be on him at high ownership at that value. Um, you know, at least FanDuel, you know, they, they bumped him up to 62. He's in the conversation with some other guys now, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, just look at the value that you're getting on Kevin Herter today. I mean, his price just went down drastically, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, he was he was ninety five hundred dollars uh, down to fifty nine. You know, was such a wild drop to drop somebody after going for thirty four fantasy points. Uh, uh, and he actually had a good game. Too. He did. Listen, you know what? Herder would be a fantastic play here against Minnesota if Hunter and Reddish are out again. You know, like especially if those two guys are out. So yeah, yeah you know, forty six against him in the game before mm-hmm. against this Minnesota team. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a great spot for him. He's fifty nine on Fanduel, so. Um, you know, again, there's a lot shooting guy this year has been very deep. Um, you know, I love spending up for guys like a little deep on Russell, like we mentioned. Then you look at sort of this next year down, you know, I mean, you know if no Siakam fan fleets in play, you know, you have guys like Kendrick Nunn, Kevin Horder, you know, Derek Rose against Houston, um, mm-hmm. I think is a spot that we could go back to. He played 28 minutes against Atlanta. So, you know, we were heard that he wasn't going to play more than 26 this year. Um, and he got you 28 minutes. So, you know, the, the floor has been risen. Uh, for him on that one. Alec Burks is active and playing tonight. We'll see if he plays on a back-to-back if they're missing extensive time with an ankle injury. But, I mean, Burks, prior to his injury, was balling out in those three games, 36, 36, and 27 fantasy points. If he jumps right back into that rotation, I mean, like, against Sacramento, it's a really good spot for him, too. Yeah, I mean, Sacramento has, has really not played good against wings. They have not played really well against guards. Um, they've actually got torch to be flat out honest. Um, yeah, just worried about the, I want to see what kind of minutes he's going to get, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a back-to-back. He's been out a few games, quite a few games, actually. So it's been a while. Yeah, he played yeah. the first three games of the year and then got hurt. You got to imagine that, you know, he's going to be on some kind of minutes limit tonight. Um, and if he does play tomorrow, I mean, if he does play decent minutes tonight, I mean, you can probably not expect him to play that amount again tomorrow. I don't know. It's, it's one of those situations where you just kind of have to play it by ear, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's he was playing really well. We loved him last year. You know, he was kind of just the backup, but he was starting to kind of get into a role mm-hmm. uh, this year before he got hurt. So that really sucked um, because he was doing really well. And we know him. really well, yeah. So totally, yeah, for sure. Um, so we, we got that. Uh, Seth Curry is now listed as probable to play. Uh, he missed the, the Celtics game the other night. Uh, but Curry was a player that was – playing really really well prior to, you know catching COVID now that's definitely the concern here you know he actually had COVID he wasn't one of those guys held out due to contact tracing you know how does COVID impact you know players and we've seen different varying results of that but I mean Curry was playing very well playing a bunch of minutes and, and FanDuel has him all the way down at $4,500 DraftKings he's 51 you know if we don't hear ahead of time that there'll be any sort of minutes limit um you know, I think there's uh, some upside here for Seth Curry. Yeah, I mean, he's real cheap, you know, and and I'm, I don't even know what his uh, price is on DraftKings. But yeah, I know it's Draft- it's uh, 51. Oh, okay, so he's – well, I mean, he's a three-point shooter. I mean, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, 90% of his shots come from the three-point line. So I get the bump, you know, the price there, differential. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if there's no – that again, like you mentioned, you know, from what I've heard about COVID is, you know, it's hard to breathe. You, you know, you feel like you're basically out of breath the whole time. So, yeah, I'm worried, you know, that he's not in game shape uh, for sure. 
But yeah, I mean, obviously the reports, if we're going to look at things, um, I guess we'll see kind of what that will entail. Um, but a guy that I know you talked about last night with your showdown lineups, I wanted to kind of get your thought on, on Mr. Devin Vassell, the rookie that has been playing more minutes lately. I mean, he's gotten 26 minutes in back-to-back games. Uh, he's put up 29 and 23 fantasy points and has secured over 23 fantasy points in four straight now. Um, he's only 4-2, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's super, yeah he's $4,200 on FanDuel, uh, and he is $4,200 on DraftKings as well. And, yeah, you know, he wasn't highly owned. He was only like 10% owned yesterday in this showdown that I played. It just happened to be that everybody that was right behind me had him. So yep. when he got uh, that late run, because he did get some late run there, uh, he was on the floor at the end. He was able to grab some points, and and I sadly went from fifth to eleventh. Still was okay, um, but you know I I sort of you know into my own fault I guess you know we look at so many players and, and sometimes you just miss that all of a sudden you know Vassal is seeing more playing time. He's in that he's in their rotation now. You know like guys like Trey Lyles and you know Eubanks they're not even playing anymore. You know they have uh, Gay moving up to the five. I mean to the four yeah. rather. And Vassal's coming in and, and playing that wing position. So I'm with you there. You know, not being an efficient shooter right now, two for eight, two for seven, three for seven. But, you know, he's giving you everything else. He's got those steal numbers are legit. Uh, yes. You know, nine steals over the last four games, two blocks in each of the last two, giving you rebounds, giving you some assists. So, like, I'm with you. Uh, it's, it's a great call out on a slate like this against Dallas. It could be a point. Yep. One last one that I was looking at um, Jeremy Lamb, 19 minutes in his return. Uh, did pretty decently, uh, put up 17 fantasy points. I mean, it's not exactly what you would want, but two steals, 10 points, two rebounds. Um, if we know that he might get a minutes bump, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was out for a while. Um, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a decent spot yeah, against Orlando. He's only $3,700 over on DraftKings, so, like, it's a little bit more bearable, him being 37 than him being right. 4A. Like, it's not – it's only $300 difference, but, like, yeah. at least it, it's – a, you know, a little bit more there. So I'm with you. If we, if we find out that he's bumped up to 23, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, exactly what I was about to say. You know, most of the time when you're looking at value plays, and especially on a slate this large, you know, you're looking for a guy that can get you 20 to 25 fantasy points at a cheap price. And at three mm-hmm. seven, if we think he's going to play 22 minutes, I mean, against Orlando, yeah, you know, I, I think that he could be definitely a look there. But yeah, definitely. That's, that's, yeah, that's about all that I see in, in the shooting guard list. I don't know. What do you got? Uh, yes. No, that, that's it for me. Uh, looking at small forward here, I want to uh, give a big thanks to DraftKings for uh, making Kevin Durant small forward power forward eligible and not power forward center eligible or <laughs> power forward only eligible, which he has been. So far this season, so he finally fits in as a small forward on both FanDuel and DraftKings for the first time this year. Hallelujah. That being said, still really tough to trust. I mean, listen, before overtime, you know, I was monitoring this game because I wanted to see where the production was going. Durant and Kyrie were the ones scoring. So, like, if I'm to pick one, like, I'm okay with going probably with Durant because he's going to give me more than just scoring where Kyrie's just out there to shoot. Um, you know, again, talking about this game, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, we don't think it's going to be nearly as close as it was before. That would be surprising to me. I don't think it's going to go to overtime. So Durant's not going to go for 80 fantasy points again. You know, like that's likely, you know, yeah, pretty unlikely here. Um, you know, but, you know, for ranking our Nets players, I, I think I would put Durant likely at the top of that group. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I don't exactly have much trust in, in OKC, so that kind of 
puts me a little bit off the side of Kawhi. And then, yeah, you know, this list is really not that great. So I think he definitely stands alone as the, the, the top player. It, it, it's him or you play Jeremy Grant, who is still the same price as always. Like, really well. I mean, he gets a good spot. No Christian Wood. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Grant, that, you know, Grande was, was touting him pretty hard. And, you know, mentioned- we should all be playing Jeremy Grant almost every night. I mean, I understand that at 8K... He is, he is the Pistons, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and I understand at $8,000, you know, he gives you 40, you know, 40 fantasy points, and, you know, he's not giving you much more. You know, there are nights, obviously, like we saw against Miami, he gave you 57, but for the most part, he's settling in at that, like, 40 to 45, 46 fantasy points. Pretty good cash play. <laughs> Fantastic cash play, but I also like that for GPPs, too, like... I like a guy that I know I can at least rely on. And so far, like, there hasn't really been a dud of a game for Grant. You know, this last last game against Atlanta, he actually got off to a relatively slow start. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this is the game where he doesn't get it done. He just exploded. Um, he's $8,100 against uh, Houston here uh, on DraftKings. He was 77 the game before, but he's 82 two games prior. So even a little bit cheaper than he was two games ago. On FanDuel, I would I don't have the price history, but I would be stunned if he hasn't been eighty four hundred for like a week. They're just not touching uh, the price point on him. And like you mentioned, you know, no Christian Wood now. Um, you know, to have to deal with at that front court spot, it could be Eric Gordon that he's you know defending him or you know Mac. Like I'm I'm in on Jeremy Grant. Yeah, yeah, I totally I totally agree. And like you said, you know, there's really just not. There's not a ton to love above, you know, eighth out. I mean, you got Pascal Siakam who's game time, not in a great spot either against Miami. Other than that, you know, once you start getting that, that's it above above him. So yeah, it is. And, you know, there's you know Gordon Hayward gets Chicago again. We we've talked a lot about how we like the the Hornets here. Right. Twenty five actual against Toronto, thirty seven fantasy points, and he basically had thirty fantasy points at halftime and then just stopped scoring. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, what happened to him there, but, uh, you know, pretty so strong. Yeah, I was going to say, your boy Jalen Brown has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat without Tatum with Kimba coming back. Um, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, the scoring has still been elite. I'm trying to – I feel like this, maybe the steals have gone down um, maybe a little bit. You know, but we were paying almost $9,000 for Jalen Brown. That's true. Uh, you know, and now he's at $7,600, and you know, he's still 85 over on DraftKings. So – um, not a huge discount on him there, uh, but 76 over on FanDuel to me, I think it's fine. I love Tobias Harris the other night, um, gave me 39 fantasy points against Boston. Um, no Jason Tatum. So again, they're just, you know, they're starting like Daniel Tice at power forward, you know, like, um, or, you know, Grant Williams, I think actually started at power forward. Yeah, so, forward. Uh, I'll buy in on Tobias Harris here at 7,400. Um, you know, no, no problem at all for me. Yeah, I like Tobias too. Um, we know he's he's kind of like a. I'm not going to put him on a Jeremy Grant level because he's got too much talent around him with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Seth Curry might be back, but he is one of those guys that consistently get you 35, you know, fantasy points a night. That's you know kind of what Oladipo was in, in Indiana feels like. Um, so I always like Tobias Harris. His price never really goes up. It pretty much just kind of stays where it's at, um, but. Yeah, I think in that price range, I think he might be my favorite play um, as far as, you know, looking at Hayward, Brown, you know, Larry Nance, why he's a small forward on FanDuel, I'm not really sure. 
Um, but R.J. Barrett, you know, in Sacramento, that's a good look. Yeah, uh, second night of a back-to-back. Seven, so seven. Not, not that Tibbs cares. Um, he'll, right. Tibbs will play him 40, yeah, night, 40 minutes back-to-back. Back, <laughs> oh, yeah, Tibbs will play it. Tibbs still playing 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, Malik Beasley uh, getting in that spot there against Atlanta, I think, is pretty fair. What do you think? What do you, you skipped over him, but what do you think about Michael Porter potentially playing? He's now upgraded to questionable and uh, apparently has rejoined the team. Um, I mean, he was he was playing really well. Again, another guy that was off to a fire start, and then he caught COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess we wait and see if there's any sort of minutes there. But Yeah, I'm worried. Obviously, you're worried about the minutes. I mean, that's uh, numero one. I mean, especially if you're going to pay 7K for a guy, you know, you kind of want him to, to play at least, you know, 30 minutes. And do we know, you know, do we know if he's going to play 30 minutes if he plays? Not really. Uh, it's not like the greatest matchup. And as you mentioned already, it's a huge pace down spot here. Both of these teams are half court set up. Don't play a lot of transition. You know, Phoenix has, has gotten into that with Chris Paul. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know if I could pay that kind of price for him, not with all the intangibles that you really don't know about, and then given the game flow uh, of this game with these two teams. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely fair. Uh, he's obviously just one of my favorite players, so I, I didn't want to. <laughs> they didn't want to go by, but I'll give him his due. You mentioned Malik Beasley, big fan. Again, I, I think guards against Atlanta, especially if guys like Hunter or Reddish, who are, are actually like pretty solid defenders and they're lengthy and they can give guys problem on the wings, like – if they're not in there and it's Kevin Horter or Solomon Hill or Brandon Goodwin or whatever that's out there that's for Atlanta, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, Malik Beasley for me for sure uh, at that price point is fantastic. OG and Obi, I mean, like, that man on a roll right now. We're looking at five straight games on FanDuel, 30 fantasy points. He's and if, yeah, if Siakam's not there, like, he's another guy that's just going to benefit from that. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. He's came alive lately. Um I think Grande was like one day early on him, and we were kind of back and forth in the chat that day too. Mm-hmm. But it was a bad spot for him. I mean, it wasn't a terrible spot. It wasn't a great spot. And then the next the next day, he like had a great spot, and I was all about him. And then he went for like 35 fantasy points. You know, it, it was just one of them timing-type deals. Mm-hmm. But since then, yeah, he's been on a roll. He's been playing extremely well. Um, you can't really say much, you know, bad about him here lately. Uh, he is inconsistent at times, so I wouldn't be shocked if he puts up like fourteen point seven points tomorrow. You know, fantasy points tomorrow. That's just kind of the way OG is. He's a, he's a he's a wild card. You never know if he's going to put up forty or seventeen. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, if if DeAndre Hunter does play, he's fifty six hundred on Fanduel. Uh, you know, the game prior. Um, in this matchup against Minnesota, he had 35.8 Fanduel points. So I mean, like, if if the knee is good to go and $5,600, I'm you know load me back up on some DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, sure. I mean, we you know we talked about it all season long. This is definitely one of the games that we will absolutely be targeting. Um, it's going to have a, a nice fast pace. Uh, I was just wondering. I was wondering if you were going to buy it back into the Chetty hop here. I mean, after you know. He had such a, I know it was the, the overtimes and everything, but, you know, he had, like, 25 actual going into, like, what, the third quarter? I mean, that was pretty pretty random to see. So I didn't know if you were buying back into him or if that was just a, a fluky thing. Uh, I, so it depends if Garland is back. Um, you know, Garland was scoring a lot. 
And if he ends up starting, you know, how does that rearrange sort of their rotation there? You know, with, they've been starting a Coro, they've been starting Osman, they added Allen, they added Prince. Uh, I mean, listen, there's no reason for them to take Seti out of the lineup the way he's been playing. But, you know, if Garland does re-enter, you know, I wonder what, where the usage sort of goes there. But, I mean, you are wrong. He's playing super well. He's one of the reasons they even got to overtime. Um, you know, the minutes have just been incredible, and he's been very consistent for the most part this year. So he's fine. I feel like I probably wouldn't play him because OG is just 100 bucks more. Hunter's a little bit cheaper. And then Evan Fournier came back and played 28 minutes and put up 30 fantasy points. He's $5,300. I mean, I would probably I, – I think Fournier could be just an automatic play at that cost. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I have no problem with that. And I mean, if you want to be even more technical, you can just go down a, a few more hundred and get Eric Gordon. Right. He's playing. They basically put up identical stat lines. You so. know? Yeah, I mean, Gordon gets a great spot here against Detroit. Um, no John Wall. He's going to play another 34, 35 minutes. He's played 34, 33, and 34 in back to back since mm-hmm. returning. Uh, so he's easily in play for me there at that cheap price. Uh, but what are you looking at um, under 5K, basically? Uh, I, I think we have to take a look at the Pacers value here again, right? Like, I understand that Lamb came back, um, but they're still potentially missing guys. I guess we'll wait on Miles Turner. You know, you went through warm-ups, but, you know, McDermott, 32 fantasy points at 4,200. 30 minutes now, back-to-back games, 25 minutes against Portland. Uh, you know, four of the last five, over 20 fantasy points. Um, sure. I, I could probably get back into some Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, they're, you know, they're with Victor Oladipo going now, and even with Lamb coming back, you know, if he, like you said, we don't know exactly how many he's going to play. He might play only 23 minutes, might play 21. Um, but, yeah, I agree. There's really nothing else I, I even see down here that you can even look at, to be flat out honest. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, maybe you can maybe go with Garrett Temple. Um He's been you know, getting run. He's been getting run. He's getting run, and I know Porter is expected to be back in this game, but, I mean, Temple was getting run off the bench sort of regardless. You know, um, he's definitely in their rotation, whether it's in their second unit wing or he moved into the starting lineup the other day against Houston. Um, you know, production's definitely been inconsistent, but he's under 4K um, on FanDuel, so you can sort of get away with that if he only gives you, like, 19 fantasy points. Like, he's still sort of giving you back that – that 5x return if he doesn't go for 25 uh, you know like he is over on DraftKings he's 4800 so I, I probably you know I'm not touching him at 48 but 38 on FanDuel if I felt you know spending down was the way to go I guess I could go there um I would I wouldn't go back to Solomon Hill um you know I don't think we're gonna I didn't want to have to play him in the first place but yeah. You know, he was $3,100 in DraftKings the other day, and I was like, all True. right, I guess this is where we're going. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's – I mean, yeah, I think it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't see anything else worth, yeah. uh, worth much. Uh, power forward at the top on FanDuel, both are already ruled out with Tatum and Wood. So uh, you go down to Sabonis against Orlando at $9,300. Um, that's a great cash game play, right? Like, yeah. he's giving you 45 to 56. with Turner, you know, Turner. His issues. Yeah. yeah, you know, like he does a little bit of everything. He doesn't have like that 70 point pop in him. I mean, we saw him get a triple double earlier this year, but like I'm not playing him thinking that's what his ceiling can be. Um, right. You know, even in that triple double, he only had 48 fantasy points. So, like, you know, against Phoenix, he went for 57 because he had a 2020 game. So, you know, I, I'm not really looking at him for that, you know, but if you want cash games, I think that's where you would look 
Um, Randall's at $8,900 against Sacramento. I think that's fine. He's another, for me, like a good cash game guy that's going to give you a 40, you know, mid-40s production. If we're looking at GPPs, you know, I love Bam against Toronto. Uh, and I love Porzingis, who got a price bump finally up against San Antonio. And then, of course, if there is no Ibaka, like I'm sort of on, not Ibaka, uh, Siakam, kind of on repeat here, you know, <laughs> who sure let us down big time in this matchup the other day, but he could you know, possibly start or, or see a bigger role here. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, if Siakam's out, I mean, I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't be out so people would jump off, you know, jump off the train here after he got a price reduction too because, you know, he was approaching, you know, eight point, you know, mid eight, mid eights there for, for a minute. And uh, his price was starting to get up there. So now that he's got a little bit of a drop, you know, I would really like that. But, yeah, Chris Sapps in that spot against San Antonio. Boucher, of course, is now center only on fan on DraftKings. So. Chris Sapps is? No, uh, Chris Boucher. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, they, they make Chris Sapps center only? Uh, power forward center still. Okay. 8100 bucks for on draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other day, uh, you know, he was under, I think he was like 7.8 or something. And that he's was just 69 good. on FanDuel. So. <laughs> that was a terrible price. Just terrible price. Yeah. Had a really good game, um, and I, I look for him again to have another really good one here. He's back up into his you know usual minutes. The price just hasn't caught up yet. I don't think. I think there's tons of value at his price for what he's getting, even with Luca on the floor. These guys are still both sharing plus you know 33 plus uh, usage rates. Yeah, Chris Tapps is, is definitely probably one of my top plays here um, in this list, especially for, for GBPs because I think there's room at his price for upside. Yeah, I'm with you on that one there for sure. Um, I mean, even with Evan Fournier coming back, Aaron Gordon still had a really good game. Um, 43, uh, 40, sorry, 45 fantasy points against Minnesota. He had 55 against the Knicks. Going up against Indiana, you know, I don't ever get Aaron Gordon right. So uh, if I if I recommend him, probably fade. But I mean, you just have to play him as a point guard, man. Yeah, they're they're right. I got to play him as a point guard, I guess. But uh, he's been decent. You have John Collins here. If guys like Reddish and Hunter are again ruled out, um, I think we can take a look at Collins pretty hard. Um, he's under seven thousand dollars over on Fanduel. You know. I love PJ Washington and I was about to ask how worried how worried are you with you know with uh, with Zeller coming back? Is, is yeah. that you push you off of PJ? So I don't think so. I hope that all they do with Zeller is just give him Biombo minutes and just play him like Biombo. Like Biombo doesn't see the floor anymore. Zeller plays twenty minutes and you get Washington playing the five for a lot of the game and they slide him over in, in, in like. They should, under no circumstance, be taking minutes away from P.J. Washington. I agree. I agree. But it's early, a great, great matchup, too. It's a great Chicago. matchup for him. He is a very good player. You know, he's he, there. there's a reason to sort of let him continue to develop. And like, and the price is great. <laughs> $6,800 on, on FanDuel. On, on DraftKings, he's $6,800 as well. Uh, and opposite of him, you have Lori Markakin, who's been balling out as well. And he's $6,600 on DraftKings and $6,700 on FanDuel. Like, it's a very good power forward stack right there of those two guys. That was pretty crazy that he came back after missing, was it seven? No, he, yeah, seven games. He missed seven games and then came back to play 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he's played 32 and 33 cents. Like, I guess he, you know, and I forgot what his injury was, but I thought he was I thought injured. he was just contact tracing, if I remember. Was it contact tracing? Okay, maybe that's why. 
I was yeah, I was a little I was a little shocked to see that he played those kind of minutes after you know not playing seven games. So that's highly encouraging. Um, his price is totally fine. It's good, like I said, you know we love this game. We've talked about it already a few times. Yeah, Mark Aitken is absolutely in play. Uh, some some more value down here. I guess we can wait and see how you know Bagley looks um, here against the Knicks. You know he played um, twenty nine minutes, thirty six, thirty one. So like we're getting that run out of Bagley. Um, you know the Knicks can be tough against centers and forwards at times this year, but we've also seen centers and forwards eat them apart. Um, uh, you know fifty eight hundred dollars. There's a little appeal to me there. Um, you know, Jared Vanderbilt did start the other day. Um, didn't have a good game. Only played 17 minutes. I think he got in a little foul trouble, possibly. Um, good if man. I remember that correctly. Um, let me check here. Did I see that? Um, but I will say a couple while you're doing that. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had four fouls. So, yeah, so he got into some foul trouble in that game against Orlando, which I think kind of kicked him out. But he started the last two games. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know he played really well too. Those those day that that game obviously that he started mm-hmm. uh, the game before is what I was talking about. But he played really well, um, and you know kind of took over the Naz Reed minutes. It looks like you know with Carl Anthony Towns out, so he's definitely interesting. I know your boy James Johnson's still getting good run with you know Dallas still missing some bigs, um, but Isaiah Roby, um, I know it's not the greatest spot here. You know he's going to see probably a lot of surge. But at 4,500 still, I mean, the guy's played extremely well lately. I mean, he's put up, you know, he's got back-to-back, well, yeah, 25 more fantasy points in his last basically three. Yep. Playing 24 to 26 minutes, has scored over double-digit points. Almost two double-doubles should have had, but he's been rebound shy in two of the three. Um, four steals in that last game against Denver, which was pretty pretty crazy. That put right. him up to 30, you know, right around 35 fantasy points. What do you what do you uh, think about him at uh, 4.5? Yeah, you know, listen, as long as the price is going to keep staying in that range, I think he's a pretty solid play. Uh, up to 5K now on fan on DraftKings, rather. You know, obviously the concern here is he's going to be paired up against like Ibaka and Zubac right. and Kawhi and like that whole group there. So like. You know, there, there's always maybe a little bit of that concern um, that that's a tough matchup. But he just had Jokic, and he he was fine. So, like, in Millsack, he was fine. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's fine. If you're looking to spend down, you can take a look at him. Um, I think we can maybe take a look at Marcus Morris as well. Been getting more run for the Clippers. Um, you know, you know, against Sacramento, he had 16 fantasy points. But back to back games, you know. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just no, no. I was just saying, just back to back in 26 minutes. So yeah, the minutes are there. Absolutely. I mean, and really, to be flat out honest, he's pretty much as about low as I'd go from from what I'm seeing here. There's really you're getting to the bottom of the barrel once you get. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to take a flyer and fad maybe. You know. <laughs> I was looking at that, but I was like, yeah, I don't even think I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, Jermichael Green at just below Roby. Could maybe be a guy that, again, if you're looking to sort of punt. Uh, Jeff Green is a starting power forward for the Nets. You know, dude played 45 minutes, old man Jeff Green. So, Right. I was wondering because he'd been getting really lots of run. He'd been getting big minutes. That was pretty crazy to see. Yep. 
You see, yeah, he had 37 the game before that without Kyrie. That's Kyrie what I was, yeah. Started and played 45. So, like, I think Jeff Green could be playing 35 minutes a night for this for this. That, and it would be it would be great if he wasn't playing alongside you know three usage hogs. You right. know, see, he's putting up like 20 to 22 fantasy points in 40 minutes, and you're like, what hell? Like, how can you only put up 20 fantasy points in 40 minutes of play? But that's you know that's the team that he's on. <laughs> It definitely, it definitely is a team that he's on. All right, let's finish this off and go to center. Uh, you have Jokic against Phoenix. You know, again, massive pace on spot, but, you know, he's largely matchup proof. I mean, 28 minutes against OKC because it was a blowout, 55 fantasy points. He had a huge game um, against Utah, 68 fantasy points. You know, earlier against Phoenix, I, I don't have the game score in front of me. He only played 29 minutes in that one, but 17 points, nine boards, 11 assists, 46 fantasy points. So, like, you know, the, the production for him is, is certainly there. He's 11-2, so obviously super expensive. Um, you know, below him, you have Joel Embiid, who just went for 65, dropped 42 actual against Boston. The last two of the last three games in which Embiid has played over 30 minutes, 45 Gosh. and 42 actual points score for him. So, like, you know, Doc Rivers is getting a lot out of Joel Embiid right now. You know, I, I it's the Boston... Still can't defend the center position, so in eight or ten k is still appealing. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he's still at ten, you know, right around the ten k mark. I don't think I've seen Joel and me get to eleven k. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. And that's just what I was sitting here thinking. I was like, if any time now that he should be floating around that ten five to eleven k range, it should be right now after he's had just two massive games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's playing on another level right now, and and he's got he's got the same matchup as you mentioned. No Jason Tatum. He's going against you know Daniel Tice. Um, yeah, I, I, you know I know Tristan Thompson's there, but I'm sorry, but no, Tom, Thompson hasn't done didn't do anything. You know? He hasn't done anything all year so far. And Joel Embiid's just a different kind of animal. I mean, really love that. Really love the price. Where he's, are you on on Clint Capella? I mean, ninety two hundred dollars, but fifty six. 55 and then almost 80 against Detroit the other day. I mean, this dude is blocking shots. He has got 12 over the last three games. And then he went 27 and 26 points and rebounds, 23 points, 15 rebounds, 25 points, 15 rebounds the last three games. I mean, this dude is just out of his mind right now. Yeah, you know, and now you just, like, think about his times back in Houston and you're like, you know what, maybe – maybe. Um... It was James Harden that was holding this guy back, you know? Like, you see what he's been doing lately, and you're just like, why did we, you know, never see – I mean, we did see the good games that he – you know, he had some really good games for Houston. He played really well. Um, but now you're kind of seeing him in a much larger role, and that's crazy to think because he's in – you know, he's on the floor with John Collins. He's on the floor with Trey Young. Um, now with Kevin Herter, who shoots every time he gets the ball. Um, it's really crazy to see the kind of points that he's putting up. He still like, you know – He's not a like a huge center either. He's not. He's with a tall, lanky guy, um, and yeah, like you said, he's he's been getting the blocks. He's been scoring at will. Rebounds have been there. He's just been smashing. I mean, he, now you're getting him in a spot here without Carl Anthony Towns, who's likely you know they're going to start a smaller, probably center or you know power forward or whatever up against him. And yeah, they they started. They've been starting Reed and Vanderbilt. That's been their duo. Right. So I mean, yeah, I'll take that that. You know, I'll take Clint Capella in those matchups any day. <laughs> uh, the mid-tier doesn't really interest me, Sean. Let's just jump down to what we think is going to be maybe the most interesting decision we're going to have to make on this slate, and that's 
starting DeMarcus Cousins, right? Yeah. Because we know that he's not playing th- – well, we we assume that he's not playing 30 minutes because the one game that he did start this year, he only played 23. Mm-hmm. In those 23 minutes, he had 44 fantasy points. He's been a fantasy point-per-monster beast all season long. We sure. already know. Yeah, we already know that Christian Woods ruled out. He's forty five hundred dollars and forty four hundred dollars. So like, we know he's going to be the chalk. I mean, yeah, at least on DraftKings, you play him at utility and you can play Capella with him or like right. you need with him. But on FanDuel, you have to decide: you have are you spending up or are you spending down? Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like that, I think there are plenty of other spots to pay up. You know. On this slate, so I mean, I don't mind it on Fanduel. I mean, simply because he's just so cheap, and he can literally probably give you 10x here. I mean, if not, you know, he still probably gets you nine. Um, so yeah, you're looking at nine or 10x here on Fanduel. Um, it, given the, you know that he does play 23 to 25 minutes, which is easily feasible as we can kind of see it. I think you kind of you know, I don't know. It's hard not to on Fanduel to be flat out honest. I, I, you know, I, there's just such a big slate with so many options, and you can pay up at so many other spots, especially since you have to play two position, you know, two per position on FanDuel, um, it, other than the center spot, obviously. But it's pretty interesting. I think that's going to be an interesting build to see, you know, what else you could get with him at the center spot on FanDuel. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's going to be the roster builds will be definitely interesting this year because I mean, you know, on the floor this season with Cousins, you know, he has 1.42 fantasy points a minute. He's got 26% usage rate. So like, yeah, you know, it's just he's just he's just bad beast. So that's the decision we're going to be making here for this 11 game slate. Sean will be on the playbook. Have the fast break. We'll have the starting five. The value vault. We'll be back on the live stream uh, for this as well. So be on the lookout for all of it. We'll have you covered up until roster lock and uh, get you guys some winning uh, lineups. We'll also have the uh, a showdown uh, lineup for you. Also, we got three 10 p.m. slates games on the slate, so uh, we'll see whichever one they decide to make uh, the feature. Probably Denver Phoenix if I had to pick, and uh, we'll also have the showdown playbook available for y'all. Uh, but for Sean Mitchell, John Pemba, we'll catch you guys next time.